my wife and I, we get off a plane from Thailand and then we're in Beijing and we just see a line of people that we recognize that were on our plane. So we just, as humans, like we're ants, stand behind them. Yeah. Waiting in line. Right. For an hour. Yeah. The person at the front was like, there's no one here. <laughs> I think I'm in the wrong line. <laughs> we had like dumb animals. Yeah. But here's the thing about that situation. There are people that work there and they're watching you and they're just going, <laughs> yeah, that's not a lie. <laughs> All right, so back from Argentina. Um, we missed you, by the way. I have to tell you, I missed you guys too. I, I was telling uh, the girls that I was really, really excited to get back and just sit at my desk and watch a bunch of television that I didn't want to watch and uh, write, you know, mildly funny things about it, and then talk about it into the late hours of a weeknight. Yes, because I'm a narcissist. But anyways, and um, I'm just glad you're back because Nick's been doing a lot. None of the cameras are on. Heavy lifting <laughs> uh, uh, with. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Are you on the Bill Maher show podcast? <laughs> oh man, we're out of pause. Super quick judgment on how high I am. Not even that high, but I'm saying because you were out of town and it was Dylan and I, and then you went a week out of town, oh, and it that. was it was just Pat and I, and I, my back is tired. So next week Boom. I am gonna miss a day, uh, a day or a week, a week, which will be one day of recording because oh, okay. of how I've scheduled my my vacation i appreciate yeah. that to to go to fly to minneapolis meet my grandma there fly her to denver spend two days with her sister who has alzheimer's fly back to minneapolis drop off my grandma yeah. and then back to la yeah. so yeah i'm gallivanting around yeah. missing shows yeah that's very magnanimous of you you're a selfless human being you're i'm an actually altruist at the end of the day i'm actually incredibly excited me and my grandma traveling together and having a beer in the airport it's going to be a blast yeah, no, that, that sounds really fun and the grandma with alzheimer's probably going to step up the sexual assault a little bit we'll have a fun story for the show oh yeah she grabbed my dick that's Nick's my grandmother wrong grandmother no. same thing happened she pitched touched, butt touched his butt uh you hey, best believe you i'm gonna be wearing something he does tight. not listen to you <laughs> nick can't you just tell that grandmother with uh, alzheimer's like just a week after just go uh, don't go there just tell her you went there you know <laughs> I would definitely be down for, so I really got to turn on these cameras. I would be down for a plan like that, but <laughs> uh, never know. my grandma is the one that really wants to see her with her last moment. And it's oh. not, it's not my grandma. It's my great aunt, which is my grandma's sister. And it's one of my grandma's like last living relatives slash yes, friends. See you later. Uh, so anyways, for the video, can we just have the audio rolling and you just have like a, uh, not a static image because it would be moving, but maybe of like a lava lamp. Just, we'll, we'll just have a lava lamp. Hey, uh, Nick, uh, one thing I was going to say about your grandma, she's quite a bit older than me, I, I think. Uh, I'm going back. Why to do my, you think that? Well, she's got a grandma okay. in front of her got name, it. you know? And uh, I'm going back for my 30th high school reunion in Massachusetts uh, in August. And I, I told my wife, I said, I think this is the last time I'll see some of these people alive. Oh, yeah. You've had many high school compadres that have They're dead. rolled sevens. Yeah. They're dead. But I don't plan on going back to Massachusetts after this. This is my last year uh, going back to I don't know when I'm going to be okay with going to a high school reunion. I think the answer is never. But I've been propositioned so many times like, hey, it's a 10-year. Like, do you want to? No. No! I have less than zero interest in doing that. Everyone from high school who I want to speak to, I speak to. 
So I got you guys gifts from Argentina. Oh, I want to go to mine and see what ugly girls got hot. I think okay. that's a pretty All fascinating. Right. Glow so up, I, I got you guys um, some gifts from Argentina. I'm gonna go get them right now. And I know that Pat, you're on a diet, but I think you look great. Thanks. And I think we should really quickly do a little segment called "What's the Deal." I'll have one of whatever you're gonna give me. Oh, you're gonna have one. Yeah, it's you're, fat. It's fattening. You're committing to one? I'm looking at it. I think it's behind us. Okay, you're committing to one right now. Yes. Okay. All right, dude, if my fucking mouth burns or something like that, I'm going to be pissed. Pat, I didn't put any cum, and there is no spice anywhere in these, okay? Okay. I'll be back in a moment. All right, I'll kill it. Hey, Nick, definitely go back to your high school reunion. Did you just say, I'll kill it? Yeah, I'll kill it. He thinks I'm, like, too high to function. Me? No, you're clearly not. I think he just burped out, I'm going to kill it. Yeah. Man, that was it was subconscious. He oh, said, I'm going to be inner model. It was supposed to be inner model. Word vomit. Word vomit. I'm going to kill it. Okay, okay. He was going to kill it? Where you no, he doesn't need to kill it anymore because the gift's here. But he still wanted to say the thing. Well, I was going to say, Nick, go back to your uh, 20th high school reunion. You're going to love it. Really do it. Do it. It'll probably be the last time you see those people ever again. You have all the memories of uh, uh, being a first grader to a senior. And, and yeah, go to your 20th. And Kill are me. you saying you're not going to go back to Massachusetts? Even see, like, What about your mother? My mom, she's moving to North Carolina. Oh, okay. That's the only reason I go back there and to see my friends. Mm-hmm. Has she, uh, why, uh, does she know we're in North Carolina? I'm sorry. This is like uh, new- they, uh, they go to uh, her and Jimmy Dell. They go down because they hate the cold. Uh, they uh, go down there now. It's uh, They go down there for like two and a half months, and then they fell in love with, with a little beachside okay. town. And- All right. Who gives a fuck? I, yeah. uh, who gives a shit? That was shit? fascinating. No, it was not. North it Car- was antithetical to fascinating. All right. You want me to eat this thing? Yeah. Okay. So right, I what brought is you it? guys back. So. Hold on. Hold on. Dylan, tell me what's in this thing. I'm about to tell okay. you, Patrick. Let me kill this. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold <laughs> on. Tell me about this. Hold on. Tell me more. <laughs> so... Um, Argentines have a, uh, a true passion and a true love for a sweet condiment called dulce de leche. Oh. Now, uh, these are called alfajores. They're, they're traditional Argentine desserts. Uh, alfajores? What you have before you is, um, they're not Havanettes because the Havanettes are branded by Havana, but it's kind of in the similar fashion of a Havanette. It's a type of alfajore, I think. It's a little cookie. With a dollop of dulce de leche on top, covered in chocolate. Pat, I said cookie. Ahead. What? Nick, uh, take a bite out of it first. Will oh, it looks absolutely delicious. Uh, it's crazy. This is quite. Oh, is this some type of trick? Because it seems like this might be the best thing we've ever had. You can't trust on him. what's the deal. And I also am now seeing a big future, like because everybody's always trying to get like more ornate, like uh, artisan type yeah. type everything. Yeah. Argentinian candies. Oh, yeah. this is gonna pop. Mm. Oh my god, it's like hitting the jackpot when you pull pull out of a thing of chocolate. Sure. Seriously. Oh right, right. Like, it's like uh, Forrest Gump, but you pick the best one. I no coconut in this one. Right. That, exactly. that always ru- nuts. That ruins my time. Why don't you finish the rest of it? I believe so far it's just a pretty delicious hard outer coating with a Do almost a caramel yeah. caramel. Type fluff. Okay, maybe eating on the mic wasn't the best oh, segment sure. idea from Dill. Oh, and then we got nougat on the bottom. Is yeah. that caramel on top of nougat? This a is like cookie. a Milky Way. Yeah, this a is like cookie. a cookie. This is a uh, artisan Milky Way. What do you call that though? A cone. This is a cone shaped Milky Way. Pat, why are you gonna try it? I'm gonna wait to see <laughs> what's happening to him. <laughs> what do you think he's gonna? I don't know. Combust? Is your throat itchy? No, I'm just indulging. Uh, okay. 
I, Pat, I think you're safe. Uh, yeah, you're safe, man. This honestly might be... Now, the, why would you want us to try this out on it? Yeah, on pretty un, uh, anticlimactic. What's the deal? Yeah, that's a really good question. You know, I thought it was... Is there some type of weird animal that I'm eating? I honestly thought it would be funny to see Pat, who eats a tortilla, low-fat beans, and a can of soup a day, eat a gargantuan amount of caramel, and I thought you would stick it in your mouth in one bite. Uh... But yeah, it was. It's not a good segment. It's just. Hey, you want to hear about why my mom chocolate. moved to North Carolina? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Pat. All right, so we got back. What from our... city? You said a beach town. Mm, I don't know. I'll ask you How delicious is that? Is it's that... all right. I'm actually disappointed in myself that I did not. I like yeah. really enjoyed this piece of chocolate. Right, that was so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you savored it. Wow, what a whiff. All right, all right so um, got back from Argentina. Mm-hmm. Wow, that was delightful. You're welcome. You guys have five more each. So I could never. Um, arrived on Monday, had an incredible vacation. Well, let's um, hear all your complaints. That's city. what the audience loves. You're um, supposed to be enjoying yourself, uh, going to a foreign to go land, over. experiencing all the tastes and the... The, the the views and all the architecture, but right. I'm sure you have something uh, to complain about. So I want to couch this by saying um, I'm incredibly grateful to you guys, to my in-laws, uh, to the universe for putting me in a position where we could afford a trip like this. It was a magnificent vacation. I had the listeners, su- the listeners. Yeah. Without you guys, how could, how could I have done it? You know, that's the spending money. Yeah. I know. That. Yeah. What I learned from my vacation to Argentina is that it's a good idea for everyone in the world to not go anywhere. Right. Do not travel to places. Do not leave your home or your city. It's just, I don't want to say it's not worth it. Because I'm so happy that I went to a new country, you know, experienced a beautiful new culture. But it's like when your pet dies, you know, you've had 15 years of beauty. Mm -hmm. But the thing that sticks in your mind the most is the tragedy of the end. You know what I mean? You're like, I'm never going to have a dog again. That hurt me so much. Exactly. So when you have a lovely vacation and then you arrive at an airline and um, sassy, sassy uh, flight attendants almost spit in your face for eight hours, um, it kind of, you know, it colors it a little bit. You saw it wearing a mask on the plane. Sorry to interrupt. Yes. Still oh, wearing a mask. Oh, I would not like that. All right. So I, I don't have to couch it. Vacation was wonderful. But the funny part is the schadenfreude. So, um... And uh, and just, I, I find a ton of hilarity in your don't go anywhere, like PSA. And, don't go places. Uh, don't go don't, don't go places. Don't go places. Do not go to places. And then fine print, stay home. I will, however, say I'm, I'm a staunch, I'm a vehement uh, uh, dissenter of, of the whole movement because I think you're playing into... The Great Reset's hands. Right, you, right. You got you to go out there and do things. No, people. of live. course. You live. need to yeah, live. Yeah, but you don't need to get on a plane for 15 hours to go somewhere. Just go out to a park or Find something. Find something to do. If you live in Buffalo, I'm sorry. Take up like, Tai Chi. I agree with that. Yes, yes. yes. I'm not but saying- But outside. <clears throat> I'm not saying don't do anything and plug into the meta and waste away. I'm just saying, saying don't, don't go, go anywhere. Sorry, places, yeah. So 
9-11 uh, happened, what, 20, 21, 21 years, years ago. ago. Rip Ryan's dad, Chef Ryan, below deck down on that. <clears throat> 9-11 happened 21 years ago. Um, I think we've been flying commercially, what, since the 40s or 50s? 70, 70 years. Okay. So we've had one incident of some kooky guys getting paid by Dick Cheney to fly some uh, planes mm -hmm. into buildings, right? Mm -hmm. And because of that, um, traveling has changed immensely. I understand the Patriot Act and spying on us and, you know, saying, oh, we got to keep you guys safe. We have to violate your rights and make a ton of money. Well, now it. it's called Alexa. But yeah. I completely understand that part of it. But I can't help but being in the line at TSA thinking, what are we doing? It's not that it is inconvenient or that it takes a long time. It's that it is nonsensical? unbelievably nonsensical. I go through in Burbank. I get pulled out for a random screen. The guy's touching the inside of my thigh. He's getting close to my balls. And I'm just like, what are you doing this for? What are you going to find on me? And why can't I bring a regular size bottle of shampoo? Mm -hmm. What? Why? I'm not Ethan Hunt. I don't have magical gum that'll blow the wings off this plane. What are we fucking doing here? And I, I went through uh, the last flight I was on, uh, put my bag through, I had my laptop and some hard drives, put that through, they check through it, they rip everything out. I had a, uh, I had a bomb on my chest. <laughs> oh, right. I walked through, right. they didn't even check the bomb, yeah. and they're like, what's this laptop? I yeah. was like, what are you guys doing? Right. Also, Jules, metal plate in her head, gets, gets an extra pat down every single time. It's like, see the plate. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So it's... It's unbelievably stupid, but that's that's where it begins, and you're already like, yep, this is why you shouldn't go to places. Mm -hmm. So we get to the flight of JetBlue. Uh, it is, of course, delayed for... Uh, or it's not JetBlue. It's Burbank. We're flying Air American Airlines, which I thought had to be the worst-ranked airline in the world, but it is not. It is ranked fifth in the United States, which mm. gives you an indication of how terrible these companies are running. Uh, forgive me, Dylan, is it just you and Cecilia or is it uh, some sisters going along? Uh, uh, paint us a picture of my why sister-in-law was like already the gay there. rapist from Shawshank. But the, my sister-in-law was already in Argentina. My in-laws had arrived there even before my sister-in-law. So me and Cece are flying solo gotcha. out to Argentina. Uh, I had a couple of questions. Uh, connecting you, flight in Dallas, Fort Worth, one of the biggest airports I've ever. You know, it's massive. I slept there one night. It was the coldest night of my life. Uh, I I I went on the tram and I, I was using a coat to cover me and I just rode around DFW for hours because it was warmer than than the uh are you kidding i'm not i'm not i missed a missed a flight uh connecting flight from miami to msp slept in dallas airport coldest night of my life yeah. okay uh <laughs> holy shit it just came back to me i haven't thought about yeah, that I night mean, my yeah. god was that a visceral <laughs> recollection of uh, all that trauma but you're not a big you're not a tsa pre-check guy so i you know I was gonna. I, he has. I was gonna arrive at this at the end of whatever this is, but oh no, it's fine. I can do it here. I told my wife we're not going anywhere mm. until we have clear. Mm -hmm. We have to have clear. I need someone to 
look at my eyes and say, go through Mr. Wren. Like, I need mm-hmm. something like that. Oh, it's you're a minority f- report. Right, shit. exactly. I, and I, people are going to go, oh, you're a fancy boy. You, you spend all this money on stuff. I'm not going to be treated like cattle anymore. Uh, it's not going to happen. <laughs> and here's the problem. Oh, no, no, no. You're <laughs> treated like cattle for the t- to the tune. <clears throat> I can't speak. I'm so angry. You pay $3,500 to be treated like this. So it's not like, hey, we pulled your number. This is conscription. You're going to suffer through this experience. Mm-hmm. You pay thousands of dollars for this kind of treatment. Dylan, you're turning the corner. It's a, you're a Don't man. call me a Republican. No, old. Old. Oh, okay. You're t- uh, getting okay. old. When you're 19 and someone says Vegas trip. Right. You get on that fucking plane. You don't care if there's a two-hour layover percent. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, It's new to you. It's fun. You, you, you're ready. Now you start getting irritated at things because you realize you've, you've lived life. And it's like, I dropped $3,500. Why are you talking to me like I'm an asshole? Right. But you are right now. We don't know each other, but I'm a paying customer, and this is a business called service. Right. And you're not serving me. You're treating me like an asshole. There is a sa- there's more and more of that. By there the is a sassy gay flight attendant, and this is one of the least horrible things that happened a comedia del air travel yes exactly he uh he was an old man a lot of botox um handsome oh old didn't fit my oh not old he's probably in his 60s so um people are asking him for drinks and someone's like behind me goes can i have a sprite what (laughs) a sprite what I mean, like, why are you so... There was this old bag of bones that was yelling at everybody for having their bags outside of under the seat. It's horrible. I mean, it's just, they're fucking horrible. You know what it is, Dylan? Let me th- jump in here. Maybe right now they're... You mentioned Reset earlier. Maybe don't travel... The Great Reset, Klaus Schwab, now. World Economic Forum. Don't, you wrote a book on it. Don't Pat. travel now. Because people are still in the fog of uh, whatever the hell we went through the last two years. I've noticed this. You and I went to Vegas uh, almost a year ago. You and I got in a fight for no reason. Yeah, well, very good reason. You were being a, a bitch. But. Well, and because Mercury I was mad because I got retrograde. off a flight right, where a bunch of people retrograde. were mean to me. Yeah. And then I show up at a hotel where they tell me I might get a room in <laughs> right. five hours. Right, yeah. Like, yeah. I, Tensions are high. And then you had to- Because you're being treated like cattle. But I will say, if you get clear, which I have, that's based off apathy and an emergency, which I'll explain later. Yeah. But uh, you're still treated like cattle. You're just a prize stud. No. Here's the thing, though. The the, the other thing is we need clear or global entry. TSA PreCheck won't cut it. And I'm not getting on another uh, plane in coach for the foreseeable future. Because I like what you said about don't travel now. These businesses are completely incompetent. So this is um, privatizing, privatizing gains, socializing losses. These morons couldn't balance their books. They were in so much debt that when the COVID, uh, when the pandemic came, they had to get bailed out. They get bailed out. They say, we're not going to fire anybody. Year comes, they fire everybody once they've gotten the money. And now we're just in a constant perpetual state of canceled flights, uh, employees that are overworked, airplanes that are understaffed, and airports that are understaffed and just do not work. Wait till I get to Miami International and cut. I mean, my... We're at the layover right now. Fucking God. Uh, you haven't even left the United States yet. We have not left the United States. I I love that our podcast, just like your trip, is a journey we're going on together. This is wonderful. I do not have to talk about John Oliver. Uh, but I'll put a pin in it. 
I was gonna say, oh, the the sound of Pat scratching his beard makes this silence so much more dense. It actually even made me not get to my train of thought. Right. Oh, <laughs> don't you put that on my scratching my beard? You Just do this a, all the time. A half second longer, though, I will say, it, it added to it. But no, the <laughs> privatization of gains yes. and the social socialization of losses. Yes. Never heard the term. Yeah. Love the term. Right. That's the problem yes. with crony capitalism. Yes. People always want to talk a shit about capitalism. That's not what's doing it. Yes. It's impossible to stop, and I don't know what the other option is. You, I think, you start assassinating people. That's really it. Nah, other people just fill into power. Now you let them fail, and then someone else will prop, crop up to provide the services that we want in an appropriate Jesus manner. Jesus is coming back to Israel in 2025. The <clears throat> entire thing will get sorted out. Bad actors are always going to be at the top, even in... in but it, So then, like, then they, they leave, but then another bad actor will fill in. But it, it, it's, it's. Let's it, not get crushed by the existential weight of fixing our government. There's okay? no fixing it. That's the problem. You just have to be a good person and gain as much power as you can and stay altruistic. That's it's true. almost impossible. It's almost impossible. Dylan, you need to pri fly private. Is where you need to get to. We oh. need to, absolutely. And why? And why I have clear. I was uh, in a panic. I arrived to LAX five minutes before takeoff and uh and i i'm I, i'm just boarding is long done <laughs> yeah and uh so i'm walking around and there's uh, a gay black gentleman tapping people on the shoulder and like would you like to skip the line and i was like i like to skip the line right. he was a salesman for clear yeah. he walked me through started my free trial he said cancel this in a month or you get charged i got charged but i walked on that plane and i made it like literally sat down we take off that's how flying should that be. That is how flying should be. People are like, you got to get an Amex. I was telling a friend, he's like, you know, you should get an Amex card or something like that. You could be, you can get in these lounges. I'm like, oh, that sounds pretty nice. Here's the problem though. I don't want to be in the lounge. I don't care about the lounge. Mm -hmm. I like my house better than the <laughs> lounge. I don't want to be at an airport three hours early to check out the free tea and coffee. It's watered down and I don't like tea. And I don't have to wait 20 minutes for my one free drink right. that I get. So let's let's get to drinks in a second. But um, <clears throat> oh my God! All right. So we we can. The, the other thing is I I'll, I can't fly without a business class seat because if you are six foot two, you cannot sit comfortably in a coach seat. Um, it's just impossible. Try doing it for ten hours. Your knees will feel like they're going to explode. Hey Pat, I did it flying from China back to i think it was the hub was uh atlanta georgia imagine that that yeah. was 20 hours right in coach i have a terrible fear an irrational <coughs> excuse me particle pollen dust something like that <clears throat> i have an irrational fear of being kidnapped maybe not kidnapped but there are many hypotheticals that I play out, but I just don't want to be in stress positions. I often think like you have to be in this position for 20 hours or your wife dies or you're somebody. Oh, yeah. I, I, I that's obsess, obsessive compulsive yes, disorder. I obsess over these scary hypotheticals and they always have to do with stress positions. And it really <laughs> creeps me out. Um, it's a common tactic of Chinese torture. Just stand in that position for five hours. Mm -hmm. Doesn't seem that bad now, but you will start. It'll start to be unbearable. There's some punishment that uh, 
and I can't remember what it is, but like uh, Asian families will do and they have to like uh, hold something up and a candle starts yeah. to melt something yeah, or something. Horrifying. Uh, it's like torture. They torture yeah, their torture. children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why they're all so tough. So anyways. Stress positions. Are we uh, in Miami yet? No. So uh, uh, the- I heard the comedian Theo Vaughn once say how uncomfortable a long skinny porch makes him. Like a, a porch where you're on like a rocking chair and your knee hits the railings. Yeah. Like he's like, I freak out. Can't get extended. It's the same thing. It's a stress position. It's a stress position. So the flight is an hour late. And I, we, well, I'm not going to go through every single flight. Um, just two. The flight is delayed an hour. They say there's no more room in the overhead. We're going to have to check your bags. This has happened to me three times. The second time I got on, they had to take Cece's bag. I told Cece, rip that fucking tag off the second we get into the hallway. She said, I don't want to do that. We get on the plane. It is abundant amounts of space. They're just lying to people. Mm -hmm. So this time they say it. I go up to the gate. I'm like, I'm not checking my bag. And they're like, well, you have to check your bag. And I said, but here's the thing, though. I'm not going to do that, right? (laughs) And she said, all right, well, then if you're not going to do that, you need to speak to the gate attendant. Did you try just taking it, like walking on with it? No, because they were stopping everyone in Uh, in the group. And I go up to her and I go, listen, I can't check the bag. We got a layover. I'm going to Argentina. Okay. It's just too much. She said, yeah, no problem. Because, of course, because there's plenty of room. She knows what kind of scheme they're running. <laughs> uh, just ask nicely, and you'll it's fine. So the other thing that happens after the hour delay and the threats of uh, needing to check your bag is they scan my ticket, and they go, oh, oops. We moved your seat. Oops. Uh, Cece, uh, your wife is now 15 rows behind you. You are now in a middle seat crammed in between two heaving Texans. And you were next to each other? We were next to each other. We had an aisle and a middle. Unacceptable. Insane. Absolutely fucking insane. This is the flight to Argentina out of Miami? To Dallas-Fort Worth, yeah. Oh, oh, to Dallas. Okay. But so it's not the actual internet. No, but it was only a three-hour flight. But anyways, I asked the guy, hey, can you move? I would like to sit by my wife. And he goes, uh, so what are you going to do? That's it. I'm stuck between these two. I can't do anything other than be uncomfortable for three straight hours. So Opposite didn't want to do it either? No, no. So um, get, like to, included that. get to yeah. Dallas. We have 30 minutes to get to the flight. I leave my phone and my passport on the plane. I have to sprint back across the airport, get on the tram, get back. I arrive. Not the airline or airport's fault. No, it is not. No, it is not. So uh, Argentina goes well. Um, Lovely vacation. I went to a uh, Boca Juniors game that I would love to go in depth with you guys maybe a little bit later. Um, Why do you feel rushed? I mean, I'm I'm, well, you know, Pat's got stuff. I feel like should we should we go to his and then come back to Argentina? I love that. How long have we been uh, talking? 25 minutes. Oh, Jesus. It feels like eight hours. Keep going, Dylan. I'm enjoying myself here. Why are you skipping over all this? All right. So when when in Argentina, um, we eat delicious steaks with bubbling yellow fat that is not to be cut off, but rather to be consumed with the protein or even on its own. The wine is flowing. They're big wines. They're Malbecs. Not my favorite, but I started to acquire a taste for it. When um, in Rome. When in Rome. Or Argentina. Or Buenos Aires. Uh, I fell in love with the beverage uh, Sinari Pomelo, which is an artichoke-derived digestif with grapefruit soda and a little bit of mint. It's absolutely delicious. Uh, they drink Fernet like it's water over there, one of my favorite alcohols. So I was in heaven. One of the major events 
was that me and my father-in-law were going to go to a Boca Juniors game. Uh, in Argentina, soccer is a religion. And because, like any religion, uh, people go crazy. It's been corrupt. Yeah, people go crazy and start killing each other. So <laughs> 10 years ago, the police in Argentina went to the government and said, hey, can you do something about this? Because every fucking weekend, we are cleaning up bodies and tending to wounds <laughs> over and a game. picking up glass. <laughs> so please do something. So... In Argentina, you cannot go to a game of football unless you are a member of the club. There are no opposition fans allowed into the stadiums. So the only way for people who do not have memberships to go is to acquire a mule. So George and the I... The animal. No. A smuggler, I should say. Oh, got you. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, got you, got you. We're the cargo yeah. in yes. the mule's ass. I, honestly, I usually pride myself on my use context of context clues. clues. Yeah, you're bad on that one. Whiffed. So we had to find a smuggler to get us into the stadium. Um, a coyote. A coyote, yes. Um, so these guys buy memberships to all of these different uh, stadiums, no, and then on, they Dylan, smuggle people in. You're white. You got a half a dozen of these guys punching each other to get to you guys to mule you in here, obviously. No, no, no. No? No, 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 no. No, you have to seek these people out. Okay. Um, so we get on a bus, and our uh, our smuggler, Matthias, says... Guys, tonight we are Veles fans because we're going to see Boca play Veles at Veles' stadium. Now, these two are rivals, not quite Boca and River, but they don't like each other. So, um, Mateus says, do not cheer for Boca Juniors if they score a goal. Don't groan when they get fouled. Just be a Veles fan. And we're like, Jesus fucking Christ. He says, if you have any lighters or weed, put them in your shoes. They never check your shoes. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, this is a crazy fucking experience, right? <laughs> and we walk into the stadium. Um, maybe I should play the... It's absolutely incredible the passion that these people have for these football teams. Um, full stadium, by the way? Not a full stadium. It was a littler stadium. The, uh, the economy in Argentina is ravaged, which is why I literally had millions of dollars in my bank account. Mm -hmm. uh, you can take a taxi ride across town for $7. Uh, the most expensive meal was $200 with uh, four or five people two, three bottles of wine. That was the most expensive. Usually you can get lunch, drinks, food for five people for 40 bucks. And you don't have to tip really. You know, tip 10%, it's fine. And they love Americans down there. Because uh, they, they treat you well because they know you're going to spend. No, I definitely got Is that got, why? Well, I, I only experienced Peru, but when I was hanging out, there was a little girl that say she's like, Americana? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they... You're like uh, famous down there. In a okay, way. so that's not how it is in Argentina because mm. it's an old, old city and there's a lot of wealth there and people of European descent and they're all pretty fucking snooty. Um, but anyways, this is how these the game kicks off. Is it safe? Is it safe in Argentina? Yeah, it's safe. Despite the ravaged economy, you're not going to get kidnapped for being a gringo? No, and you're you're gonna you know... If the you government's go, corrupt, but they don't care about... Tourism is a big deal. If so. you go to, you know... Santelmo markets or really crowded, crowded places. It's like anywhere. It's just like keep an eye on your shit. But mm -hmm. no, it's it's very safe. I don't need Denzel to protect me. You do not need Denzel. But if you go to Vela Stadium and start rooting for Boca Juniors, you might need someone to take care of you because Good this Denzel. is how the game starts off. 
also just tons and tons and tons of people standing up, waving their arms like this, and they just sing for 90 straight minutes. I mean, they're just singing and singing and singing. It's like a black few church. questions. Yes, it is. It is. Is this uh, is this on a weeknight or is this like a big event? Like, is this a Saturday night? It's a Saturday night, I think. Yeah, uh, it was a Friday uh, or Saturday night. That reminded me of like going to see the Dodgers on a Friday night. Like, it's illuminate. It's uh, like it's the yes. full energy is all uh, is yeah, all there. Much more intense passion for the team than the Doyer fans, but of course. Um, so. I'm sitting through this game. The seats are bucket seats, that like a tiny little piece of plastic. The only thing they serve in the entire stadium, no booze because of the fighting and the violence. No booze! No booze because of the fighting and the violence. Um, but we did have a lot of uh, beer and pizza before. Uh, pizza is an entirely different thing in Argentina. They take it very, very seriously. Well, and also there's no flour down there. Everything's corn, right? The crust is uh, corn. No, Anyways, so... Um, Do you allow people to sneak uh, nips in their shoes? They don't check your that's shoes. That's a great idea. We should have done that. So, anyways, um, I am sitting through the game. Uh, people are chain-smoking cigarettes all around me. It's all outside. People are smoking weed. It's a great time. The only thing they serve are Coke and water hot dogs. Big, long, uh, super Ooh. ponches. Yeah, just no. I'm not going to eat that. But um, you win. 35 minutes into the first half... The section next to us erupts in curses of your mother's cunt, uh, F word, son of a bitch. And out comes a man from the section who is shoved into the stairwell and he starts sprinting down towards the security guards while people throw caramelized peanuts at his head. And I am like, what the fuck just happened there? And our tour guide said they found out he was a Boca fan. We were in the family-friendly section. And he said if that had happened in that section with all the smoke bombs and all the you know fanfare and stuff, they would have beat the absolute fucking piss out of them. That's out of some fucking great sitcom or comedy movie. They're like, oh, yeah, that guy got caught sneaking in. And you guys are like, oh. We snuck in. <laughs> and then so you're like on your best behavior. That's fantastic. Yeah. What a day. Well, it was, like, it was a great, great time. So uh, Argentina goes well, and then we get back on a plane. Now, this is... I. Oh, how about the wedding? No wedding. Oh, it was someone's birthday. No. What was the purpose of this trip? To well, visit. George... My father-in-law was there to see uh, cousins and stuff. I think there was some familial event, and his cousins are getting up in age, mm. so it might have been the last time he was going to see some of them. But we really just you know, wanted to see my My father-in-law is, is Argentine. He was born in Buenos Aires, so we kind of wanted to see him in his natural habitat. So is, is he Italian-Argentinian? I think so. I think so. <laughs> This is a call back to Kate Casey. Or that something? was a question posed by Kate Casey. Was it? Yeah. He, I, I think she didn't take you for someone who would uh, marry someone uh, <laughs> outside of the Jewish faith. What? I, uh, I don't know. She, she, she just assumed that the South American that you're dating was Italian South American. Oh, okay. Uh, All right, but, Kate. Whatever you want to say. I was like, did you know? I was like, did you know her name is? D it's like Diamato or something. I think that's right because I didn't know about the yeah. the influx of Italians. The influx into of Italians. Spanish, a lot of European Germans, stuff. a lot of well, yeah, a lot, got a fair amount of Nazis. She didn't say it in any derogatory no, way. I know she. She, she went. Is she Italian? <laughs> so, um, 
trip goes well. We get back on the flight, and I'm not exaggerating. This is the worst flight I have ever been on in my entire life. What city out of Argentina? Buenos Aires. Okay. Cost $20 to get More from like the More like Mal Aires. Yes, exactly. $20, $20 to get from the airport to wherever you're going. $20 to get to wherever you're going to the airport. It's mm-hmm. a 40-minute ride. It's just insanely cheap. So um, we get on the flight. It's, of course, delayed. Um, it's delayed further by someone forgetting their passport at the gate. We are 45 minutes late. We have a layover in Miami. Luckily, it's three hours, so we're not stressing. You could just sign Wait, up for your three passport. three hours from Buenos the- Aires to Miami? No, we have a three-hour layover oh, okay. in Miami. The guy leaves his passport. We are on the runway. We've left the gate, and they need to call the front gate, get somebody to put his passport on a car, drive it over to us. The whole thing's crazy. One person. Yeah. Also, when you get on these planes and you're in coach, you're in chattel class, um, the amount of poor, poor bodies back there ratchets the heat up quite a bit. Oh, yeah. It's 85 degrees on the plane when you get in there. Once you get into the cold, cold air of 36,000 feet, then the AC starts working a little bit. You know that little nipple that goes, (laughs) you know, that thing that's supposed to make you feel better, you know? Uh, It's just blowing hot air right in your face. Dude, I'm on the ground. My haunches are soaked. I'm sweating. I'm so uncomfortable. I'm cramming my knees into the back of this poor woman. It's all bad. So we take off. If you we, keep your knees in the same position, even if it's pressed against it, then it doesn't bother. Right. It's if you're jostling. <laughs> yeah, that's well, when you have to jostle. <laughs> it's three o'clock in the Just morning. Just keep them pressed. So we fly through a lightning storm. My wife is petrified of turbulence and there is turbulence for the first three hours of the flight and not just turbulence the worst turbulence i've ever been through for real the kind of turbulence where you're shaking a little bit and then you go oh and you drop three thousand. that's feet. crazy with the drop the, the drop, drop is, always crazy. is horrifying my wife is next to me she is crying her eyes out and i'm looking at her thinking why are you so weak but also, I love you so much, and I'm so sorry you're going. Dylan, this is when you turn her and say, "This is why I don't ever want to go anywhere." Ever well, we again. talked about it. Oh, okay. We talked about it. We're not going places. At least two years off. Um, Cece got the first draft of "Don't Go Places." <laughs> yes, she did. She suffered the consequences. So Cece is mortified, and then the babies begin to cry. Um, <clears throat> they're all around me and they're wailing, obviously, because it's a very stressful flight. And if I could just conservatively guesstimate, I would say that there were 40 babies on the 40. Yeah, babies. probably about 40 babies. 40 it sounded babies. like so they're <laughs> wailing and I look to CC and I go, do you have any Xanax left? Give it to me now. Because usually I don't take Xanax on flights. I don't like the way it makes me feel. You land and you're foggy. And you cannot be foggy when you're walking through an airport. It is fucking war. I was on ecstasy one time walking through Denver Airport. Crazy. It was wild. Yeah. Made the flight. It was awesome. I, well, when I went to France, I took a Xanny. I fell asleep at LAX. Yeah. Woke up in France. It yeah. was wonderful. <laughs> so I take the Xanax, but the Xanax doesn't work because on this plane is someone with Tourette's or the Joker. Um, I cite him all the time, but I can only think of the Joker when you experience what we experienced. (laughs) So the flight is a red eye. It's supposed to be dark uh, so that people can sleep. Now, every once in a while, you'll have the assholes. I have a John Grisham book to read. I'm going to turn this on right next to the air duct that goes. So the lights are off. 
everybody's sleeping, and we begin a 15-minute interval period of various different lights just popping on. There are red and blue lights that pop on. Mood settings just just show up. There, all the lights turn on. The soft ones above us. Someone is back there. It's like a going. <laughs> I'm going to make these people try to punch out the windows of this plane. It's like to a escape. Enthusiastic <laughs> dad coordinated his Christmas lights to Trans Siberian Orchestra. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we land. The flight attendant had taken my bag because she could not close the overhead compartment, which is another thing. There's this, that bag's too big. No, it's not. It's a carry-on bag. It's been a carry-on bag for 10 years. What happened to these overhead compartments? But she's so small, she can't close it. So she goes, I'm going to take it up to the plane, uh, the front of the plane. I'll let you know what uh, what seat I put it over. She doesn't come back. I go, Cece, what's going on? She says, she'll put it at the front. We leave the plane. And the woman's just standing there. And I go, hey, let me ask you, where's my bag? And she goes, oh, that's right. It's in like 13C. There are all these people coming out of the plane, spilling down the aisles, trying to sprint to make their connections. And she just looks at me and steps back and smiles. You evil, evil, inconsiderate woman. So... Wench. How's big of you? The last <clears throat> part of this Restraint. voyage. How is... long's the journey to this point? You got in a car at what time? How many hours have lapsed? We got in a car at nine thirty at night. We left Buenos Aires at eleven thirty. Uh, we land in Miami at eight o'clock in the morning. Okay. So it's a long day of traveling, and then time travel. Then you got to go to LAX. It's just it makes you question why why do this? Don't go places. Right, just right, right. don't do it. Because now you're in Miami, and now you got four and a half hours. Hopefully, you don't get that headwind pushing against the plane and make it five and a half. Well, fortunately for us, we land with only an hour left. Now we sit on the taxi for twenty minutes, and so now we're at forty minutes. So now we've really got to get to our gate. Where did the three hours go? I have no fucking idea, but just don't go to places. So we go to customs and there is a line that is spilling out, almost going up the elevator. Now, thank God we learn how to form lines in kindergarten. Otherwise, this would be absolute fucking anarchy (laughs) because when you get off the elevator, you're literally running into people. So we go, oh, this can't be right. I get out of the line. And I go into the global entry door. People are looking at me like, what do you think you're doing? And I go, just keep looking at me. I don't care what you think. (laughs) I walk into a room that is filled with thousands and thousands of people. This is like a convention hall-sized room. It is for customs to get into the Miami airport. Um, I grab CC. You're tired. uh, You're poor. You're hungry. Yes. I grab CC. I say, we're not waiting in this. We got to go. We cut the entire line. Just stand in one of the customs lines. People are pointing at us. You know. Whoa, you're those people. Yeah. Okay. Because had we not been those people, we would have missed our flight by conservatively five and a half hours. So And also, people fuck up. When you land in a foreign land, uh, just sorry. No, no, no. I've been talking seconds. forever. Oh, when we were in Beijing. I'm in 
my wife and I, we get off a plane from Thailand and then we're in Beijing and we just see a line of people that we recognize that were on our plane. So we just, as humans, like we're ants, stand behind them. Yeah. Waiting in line. Right. For an hour. Yeah. Uh, there was some conversation, uh, you know. Uh, you know, Maybe uh, we should cut. Yeah. And then uh, the person at the front was like, there's no one here. <laughs> I think I'm in the wrong line. <laughs> we had like dumb animals. Yeah. Like. If this had been a thousand years early, we would have been eaten by a, a, a tiger or something. That's how dumb we were. From its body. But here's the thing about that situation: there are people that work there, and they're watching you, and they're just going, <laughs> "Yeah, that's not a lie." <laughs> and that's it. They don't voice anything. They just go, "Hey, those hundreds of people are standing in that thing. That's not a lie." Uh, most everyone. Like- uh, that's. <laughs> That's not a line. Don't, they don't do they don't that. Care. The opposite. There is a pool in the back. How long will it take them to realize right. I'm over here? Right. So, yeah, it's Marco Polo. Is there no direct LAX to Buenos Aires? There used to be. Uh, really? But they, they haven't done it in a while. So um, we cut the line. This woman goes, what do you think you're doing? I go, hey, your breath smells. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my boarding pass. We have to get to this flight. They're like, okay, go ahead. So we get to customs and I wanted to kick to you because you have Rain Man abilities to break down numbers. I would say they're conservatively, I I keep doing this, but uh, saying that word and then a number, but there are probably 2,500 to like 4,000 people in this room. I'm Mm. not even kidding. It's so big. Um, I'm listening. Let's go with 2,500. There are 10 customs agents and every interaction takes about two to five minutes. Mm -hmm. So if you're... Let's call it five. That's 12,500 minutes divided by 60. That's 200 uh, and... How long would it take me to get through this line? I think that's literally... I think that's like a week and three days. (laughs) If I had a ballpark it. So we would have missed the flight by a week and three days. Nick and I would have had to do like eight episodes of Ultimatum without you. I, my I, phone would have died. It would have been horrible. I, I went 2,500 people, five minutes a person. Yeah. That's 12,500 minutes. You divide it by 60. That's 200 hours. A month hours. and a half, yeah. So um, we get up to the customs agent and he goes, hey, how you guys doing? And I'm like, oh, I don't like the casual nature of this human being <laughs> at all. Not with what's on the line. Not with what's on the line. And you have so many people behind us. He goes, where are you guys coming from? We the go, calm nature, though, is probably helps situations. No, it's not. Be fast. Be agitated. Get me through this. He goes, where are you guys coming from? We say Argentina. He goes, oh, why were you visiting Argentina? And we say, you know, drug C- smuggling. CC says, uh, we had family there. And he goes, oh, you have family in Argentina? Yes. You speak Spanish? No. You have family in Argentina, (laughs) and you don't speak Spanish? And I said, what are we doing here? We have to catch a flight. And Cece said, shut the fuck up. And he shot me a look, and then quickly... You should have been like, (laughs) okay. Did the passport. (laughs) So we get through and make our flight, but... The flight to uh, Los Angeles was lovely. I watched Tracy Ullman on Curb Your Enthusiasm, and we watched The Lost Mother. I got a story about Tracy Ullman. 
Uh, she's fantastic in this role. It's so funny. And we land and we're back home. I see my cat all is well in the universe. I just have to adjust to the pace of life once mm-hmm. again. <laughs> you know, uh, Dylan, you Reactable. touched on this, which uh, don't go places. Here's the, the thing about experiencing traveling. You shouldn't feel like you're imposing yourself on like it should be an enjoyable experience it shouldn't all just be like feel like it's an uphill battle all it the shouldn't way. feel like you are in a stasis where the universe is telling fighting you, against you, you should not be, be here. here and yeah I, I would never try sorry nick i real quick i i've been a bunch of places with my wife i didn't start traveling until i met my wife honestly i want to fight my wife i never want to go anywhere ever again i don't want to leave I, I hate traveling. I, I got enough pictures of being like, in different places. I like traveling. I loved Argentina. I don't want to fly ever. Anywhere. I hate it. Ever. It's horrible. I agree with your premise and solution. Don't go places. That will solve all your irritations. But if you must, because you're you're a good husband, you're going as a courtesy essentially for your wife who has dying family in another land. Yeah, and also a nice vacation. Yeah. If yeah. you must traveling and you're this is gonna be some hippy dippy bullshit, and you're not gonna like to hear it, but you just gotta change your mindset. You're enjoying mm. it. You're sitting in cup, customs with the destitute. You may miss your flight and be there for nine hours, but you just gotta enjoy that time with your wife. People watch, have drinks at the bar understand that the journey just, is the destination dylan what you've just laid out is quite literally an impossibility <laughs> all right i think that's it i think that's it that's it for our show we'll we'll be back um next week with the segments that pat nick and i and you, you i enjoyed planned. this dylan i have more questions i can actually ask more questions next episode quite honestly i love a big trip you went to a racetrack i want to talk about how you got along with family yeah. I, I, I might have more questions all right you're 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 audibly vo- vlogging for us you Audibly went to a different land i've never been out of the country though, i am casey neistat in audio form i grind just as hard uh and i love automatic skateboards and you're okay. moving back to new york yes we're moving back to new york jump in the itunes ratings reviews leave five stars seriously guys i know it you know it's drying up a little bit leave the five stars kind words I if you're on spotify that. hit five stars join us on youtube and join us on patreon.com slash another podcast network i'm dylan settled up what saying goodbye nick say goodbye goodbye pat say goodbye good Bye.